VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Did you catch Season 3 of This is Digital? Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including digital lessons from the EV revolution and the chief digital officer's role in disruption and culture, featuring guests like Ekta Chopra of Elf Beauty and Tyson Jomini of J.D. Power. Do you have a digital mindset? Find out by checking out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. KFI AM640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And then after four o'clock, you can hear the show, whatever you missed on the iHeart app. It's John and Ken on demand. John oh, Cobell. John. John Cobell on demand the podcast. <laughs> you don't have a bell that reminds you? Yeah, there you go. Hey, I did the first time right. Um, so Steve Gregory's here. <laughs> it's my first appearance on the John Cobelt Show. <laughs> and maybe your last. And very, very possibly. Uh, welcome. Welcome. It's good thank to have you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and this is a, an intriguing story because the, the police chief here in Los Angeles, Michael Moore, is now swearing in DACA recipients. You remember the, uh, the DACA kids who are now adults. These were... Uh, children taken into the United States uh, illegally by their parents, and uh, they never had citizenship, and they still don't, because DACA gave them a special protection to stay here without giving them a path to any kind of citizenship. And now they are adults, and they're old enough to be LAPD officers. And uh, the first one was sworn in. And Steve Gregory is here to tell us about it. Yeah, I was uh, I, uh, tipped off about it last week. And you know, to be honest with you, I had forgotten about this policy because it comes off of Senate Bill 960, which uh, was passed last September and signed into law in January. Or excuse me, it was signed into law last September and it, and it became uh, active in January of this year. And I remember what it did is it took away the citizenship requirements in California for people to become police officers. it Because uh, up till now, the California Constitution said you had to have citizenship in order to be a peace officer in the state of California. But California sort of took a, uh, a page out of the federal book because the federal government decided to give work status 
uh, to DACA recipients. And because they've said that, the, that these individuals are here illegally at, at no fault of their own. So the federal government decided that they were el eligible to work in the United States. Well, at some point along the way, they were allowed to go into the military. So they became uh, members of the military, and there had been a condition attached to that. I had uh, It was explained to me that if you were to become a, uh, a member of the military as a DACA recipient, you also had the condition of becoming uh, a legal resident or citizen within five years. That was part of the condition. So that somehow uh, sort of expanded into other jobs and vocations in our in our government and eventually it trickled down into law enforcement so some lawmakers in california decided that they wanted to make daca recipients eligible to become cops it now you had said that in the constitution california constitution you had to be a citizen so did the legislature pass a law that's in conflict with the constitution they they amended it they amended, they amended the constitution they amended, amended the uh, yeah the state I'm sorry, not the Constitution. That they amended the state, state law, the state okay, requirement. Right, I apologize. No, I didn't. Right. I didn't mean the Constitution. That would okay. have, that would have been a bigger deal. Uh, they amended the the state law and the state uh, requirements through the California Post, which is the Peace Officer Standards and Training. Okay, so yeah. this, you know, I vaguely remember this passing. Yeah, me. Too. That's yeah. what I mean. It was not on my radar because I didn't think it was ever going to go anywhere. Right. So so now we can have non-citizens sworn in. As police officers. The first one happens tomorrow at the LAPD Academy. So people could get arrested by someone who is not a citizen of the U.S. Correct. And they can possess a weapon. Right. So you can get shot by someone who is not a citizen <laughs> legally. of the U.S. Legally. Legally, <laughs> legally. shot. So um, Captain Robin Patillo is with the uh, LAPD's recruitment office here in Cade. She explains the federal firearms law, which this is a derivative of. United States Code Title 18, Section 925A1, which just to summarize, essentially says that if you're um, employed by a, like a government, a police agency, that even if you are DACA, you can possess a firearm. Um, so DACA members are, they go through the same background process as any other recruit. And the important distinction here is that you can't, as of now, LAPD doesn't look at them as DACA recipients. They look at them as individuals who are legally able to work in the United States. Right. They're the equivalent of a citizen without actually being. Right. One. Exactly. Because, as we all know, DACA recipients are in this forever sort of limbo, this uh, you know back and forth. And every time a new administration comes in, the DACA rules change and it goes back and forth. And so they're sort of in limbo this whole time. And a lot of these DACA recipients, and, and especially the way that Captain Patillo was explaining it, they're all from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, there are currently 10 of them. So the first one graduates tomorrow with the other nine coming. And there's also a number of others already in background process. Now, is there any pushback that you're aware of from any group, anybody in the public who is not comfortable with the idea of a non-citizen having arrest powers and, and well, gun privileges. We're, it's just starting to come out. It hasn't right. been made public. I mean, again, just to your point earlier, I had forgotten about this. And it came up, again, I got tipped off last week by members of the LAPD. They were right. calling me saying, were you aware of this? And I said, oh, I, got, I was not aware of this. And were they not happy? No. 
They are not happy. They're not happy. They're not happy. They're, they're, they were worried. Because this is a few years ago that this provision passed, right? Well, in September of 2022. So last September is this when is, it passed. Right. And it went into law in January. But it's been on the books. It's been in discussion for the last few years. Right. Pre-pandemic, it was in discussion as I was looking back. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah, about remember, it from time to time. But again, like, it's it sort of, it, it, it was never on my radar because I never thought it was going to happen. I just, it just, I guess... It just didn't everything dawn on can me. happen. Now. I know it just didn't <laughs> dawn on me that that would ever go that far. I right. mean, until this uh, this phone call, I got the first one. And then that was followed by two or three so other people. If somebody's arrested, they don't really have a legal recourse to say, hey, that's a non-citizen who arrested me. No, that arrest is invalid. No, I mean, that that argument would go nowhere in court. No, because uh, they were given the ability to become an unauthorized employee or an authorized worker in the United States. And then furthermore, the Los Angeles Police Commission, which oversees policy and procedure, voted unanimously on Tuesday to give them the right and the power and the privilege to be able to be a peace I officer. I wonder if any other country does this. Well, I, I mean, I can, can, you, can you imagine sneaking into another country and then <laughs> and becoming you know, a cop there? A, a couple of years later, you and I are cops with guns and we can arrest uh, the natives. Well, apparently Colorado is doing this. And I think it's... Three other states, too, that are they're doing something very similar. Um, and I think New York is also uh, either exploring it or has already implemented it. Uh, but LAPD, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. And they're, they're not giving us any names. We don't know who these individuals are. Uh, but they have to go through the same rigorous background checks as every other officer. And the California Post, uh, which is the Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission, that's the governing body for all peace officers in California, every state has one, they amended their rules to be able to allow a DACA recipient to become a certified peace officer. And these people came in as kids. Right. And they've had the full training like, like any other officer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the LAPD Academy is one of the finest in the world. Yeah. And they've had... I mean, I knew there. Were, I know there was recruiting problems for a while. Has that... Well, see, and it's funny you say that because when I'm asking the questions, I'm like, well... Why? I mean, just kind of why? Why are you going out of your way on this? And they're like, frankly, these individuals want to be a part of their community. They want to be cops, whereas we're losing people. Right. And I guess you know you got to remember these the citizens aren't showing up anymore. Right. So, right. So the non-citizens are, um, because you know a lot of the people at LAPD. You got to remember these last few years have been some of the roughest on law enforcement. Oh yeah. And and in, in especially LAPD. And a lot of a lot of guys retired. Retired, laterally moved over to other agencies. Right, uh, a lot of them went out east, out in the Inland Empire, the sheriff's departments, and other police departments, where they're they're getting better pay. The stress is less, but you still have young recruits coming in. And you know, frankly, Captain Patillo said um, she's never seen a more eager bunch of people that really want to come in and do good work. I mean, you know, she says it's a tough, it's a really tough balance because there's an emotional component to this and there's a legal component to it. But as it stands right now. A non-citizen in Los Angeles will be able to carry a weapon and arrest a citizen. Well, I know uh, somebody is going to object at some point, and it's going to be a news story. Someone's going to challenge that, it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Steve. Very good. Okay, Thank man. you very okay. much. Steve Gregory. I had a good time on my first appearance of the You John know, Cabell you can show. come back again. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll check with your team. What am I going to do here by I'd myself? say no. <laughs> Ah, Deborah uh, voted no. Don't you have something better to do, like read your copy? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm so good at that, Steve. I never make any mistakes. You know that. <laughs>
Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Steve. Love you. Uh, we have a very dysfunctional family. We here. really do. Yeah, nobody never stop fighting. Mm. All right, uh, coming up in a few minutes on the John Cobelt Show, we're going to talk with Blake Trolley, another proud member of the KFI News Department, because you may have heard LAPD recovered a half million dollars worth of stolen items. Uh, they they raided some businesses, and uh, this was a whole. They loaded an entire uh, semi truck full of goodies. Three were arrested. Well, Blake is going to be on after Deborah's one thirty news. John Cobalt Show. John Cobalt Show. KFI. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM six forty. After four o'clock, you can hear John Cobalt on demand. The podcast for anything that you missed. Uh, oh, you know we've got a lot of special stuff today. Uh, we've got way more show than we have time. And one of the things we're going to do after 3 o'clock, you know, one of the absolute best television reporters that I've ever seen in my life, and I grew up in the New York City area, and there were a lot of good reporters, especially years ago when reporters were very aggressive and tough and uh, difficult, and they really would target idiot politicians and bureaucrats, not the namby-pamby crowd that we have here in Los Angeles. I'll never forget, remember when Steve Gregory played us a, uh, a tape once of the uh, L.A. Times uh, uh, community college girls who pass for reporters now. And they would say, like, well, thank you so much, Mr. Garcetti, for giving us the time to talk to you. And we know you're so busy, and we really appreciate that you have a few moments to answer our softball, idiotic, empty-headed questions. There's too much of that in L.A. But growing up in New York, there were, there were a, lot of, a lot of tough guys and tough women, too. And uh, came out to Los Angeles. And there's just a handful of reporters out here who really uh, were just uh, just the best I ever saw. And one of them at the very top is David Goldstein from uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9, Kate Cal News. And he's been out here for almost 35 years. And today um, is, uh, well, yesterday was his retirement day. He, he officially retired. And 3 o'clock hour, we're going to play you. Uh, the uh, special commemorative segment that uh, Channel 2 and Channel 9 ran uh, to honor his career and uh, some of the highlight highlight moments. You know, and it's, it's so difficult to do uh, because he was on the stations so long. And we're also going to have David on uh, as well. That's the 3 o'clock hour. A uh, little uh, tribute to David Goldstein because he was the best uh, investigative reporter that uh, I ever saw on television, really. Absolutely. Uh, now, here, here's one from the geniuses in Sacramento. You know, uh, our uh, gel-covered doofus, Newsom, a couple of years ago decided that at, as of 2035, we can't, we can't purchase gas-powered cars anymore. That you have to purchase an electric vehicle. And, of course, this electric uh, vehicle... Uh, Gamble has been a big bust so far. Nobody wants them. All right, They're piling up on dealership lots everywhere. There's an 18-month supply in some areas of the country of unwanted, unused electric vehicles. You know, even with all kinds of subsidies and bribes, people don't want them for reasons we've gone into over and over again. One thing that I don't know if anyone thought of this, but what? What are you going to lose? What is the government going to lose if people actually switched over from gas power 
gas-powered cars to EVs. Well, the state is going to lose a lot of gas tax money. Yeah. And whatever EV fees they charge right now uh, only would make up uh, a fraction of the shortfall. They expect California's funding from gas taxes will drop by nearly $6 billion in the next decade because of electric car rules and other climate programs that you probably know nothing about. But those climate programs are the reason you're paying $4.50 to 5 bucks for gas and everybody else is paying 3 bucks because the, the climate program uh, fees fall on the oil companies who pass along the costs to us, and that only happens in California. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of my favorite parts of the debate that, of course, wasn't covered by all the weasels in the news media was um, when Newsom started claiming that the oil companies gouge California consumers, the debate with DeSantis. And DeSantis said what we've been saying for years is, well, basically, what what? Why would they just gouge California customers and not gouge anybody else in the country? Because nobody else has prices that even approach California's. So why are they only gouging California motorists? I mean, if they're really that greedy, there's 49 other states uh, worth of drivers to abuse. Um, it it uh, the the Los Angeles analyst office stressed that the overall Overall, the state will see a $4.5 billion drop in funding, a 31% decline, as well as other tax money will drop for other reasons. Uh, they're, gonna, they're expecting a loss of $5 billion in the state's gasoline excise tax, uh, a drop in the diesel excise tax, the diesel sales tax over the next decade. And... Um, they're going to have to make up that money. That is significant money, $6 billion. So somebody else's taxes are going to go up. I wonder if they'll start taxing uh, electric vehicles by the charge. Like the longer you're, you're plugged in, the more you're going to have to pay. What's funny is the, the article claims that, well, this is going to cause a decline in road conditions. As if they spend the current gas tax money on the roads. I don't know if you've noticed, but they don't. We are one of the worst states in the union when it comes to road conditions. We constantly get marks of D or D plus for the road conditions, with many of them getting an F. So whatever money they're stealing in gas taxes, it's not being used for uh, road work. So I don't think losing the six billion dollars in gas taxes is going to cost is going to make the roads worse. I don't know what the six billion dollars is going for, but it's not to pave uh, freeways around here. When we come back, uh, Blake Trolley. Wow, what a find for LAPD! Half million dollars worth of stolen items, presumably from these smash and grab robberies. Half a million, three arrests. Um, we'll tell you what they found. And, and uh, all the details coming up on the John Cobalt Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640 Got a lot of good stuff uh, on the show today. Coming up after 2 o'clock we're going we are going to talk with uh, Liz Landers from ABC News because they are still working on a deal uh, between the Senate and the House, not only to pass aid for Israel and Ukraine, but in return, the Republicans want some kind of crackdown at the border. And they're holding fast. You know, they only have a few seat majority. But right now, they're refusing to help out the Israeli and Ukrainian war until something dramatic is done at the border. So uh, we're on top of that. And uh, we were just telling you about how California is now going to uh, be six billion dollars in the hole down a few years down the road because remember they kept passing gas taxes and passing gas taxes and now they're getting rid of uh, the gas they want to ban you from buying a gas-powered car 
So it's blown a, a big potential hole in the budget. And we'll talk more about that later again. Um, let's go to Blake Trolley. Uh, Blake is covering an LAPD story. Apparently they found at least a half a million dollars worth of stolen items, I assume from these smash and grab robberies. And they arrested a few people. Blake. Yeah, John, what's actually really incredible about this is the types of robberies and the types of thefts that led to these products ending up in these brick-and-mortar stores. I'm told that last night investigators busted two brick-and-mortar stores in the Westlake area that were reselling items stolen from retailers. Three people were arrested. A gun was recovered. And this, John, is really becoming an issue in the Westlake area, according to investigators I spoke with today. People are stealing items, then selling them to either street vendors or makeshift stores, which are turning around and selling the items so what a mess for retailers their products are being stolen and now they're literally competing for business with fake businesses that are reselling their stolen stuff for lower prices and i wasn't even thinking about this also without tax so you talk uh, about that six million dollar hole in california yeah. this is uh not helping I, I, i've never thought of this either has this been going on for a while or is this a breakthrough setting up i actually i was gonna say this is it has to be going on for at least some sort of time i was one i was doing an interview uh, a few months ago with the south pasadena pd and somebody in the police department had told me about this issue where people were taking the train in from la stealing goods from either south pasadena or other cities in the San Gabriel Valley, getting back on the train, coming back out, and then reselling it. Uh, and again, these are not your classic TVs, sneakers, jewelry. These are just everyday grocery items uh, that I was told were, were and, and ending are up these, at these stores. Are these pop-up stores with, uh, with a roof and walls and a glass storefront? Are they inhabiting abandoned storefronts? Because those are all over town. Or are they selling it from, uh, from uh, card tables on the street? Both. So you have those street vendors that are selling this stuff. But now, as it was described to me by Captain Jay Roberts at the LAPD, uh, they've they're now up to three stores in his division, the Rampart division, that are they're actually stores. They are brick and mortar makeshift stores that people are going into and they're like, hey, look at all this stuff. You know, it's at a great price. So. Anyways, I'm sure you saw the video, John. Uh, video hit news channels quickly of officers last night in an assembly line just trying to move this stuff out. Uh, Captain Roberts says they brought out a box truck. So officers brought out a box truck to recover the $500,000 worth of goods. That box truck, he says, was not big enough. Police had to return with an 18-wheeler to uh, load everything up. Here's an itemized list of uh, what they recovered. We had literally pallets of... Um, diapers, um, energy drinks, uh, 150 um, uh, laptop computers that we believed had been stolen. And at least in several cases there, they were taken from school districts. We found uh, televisions in the box from Target store. We found cosmetics from Sephora. We found items from Nordstrom Rack. They actually brought retailers out last night, John. So reps from all these different retailers showed up and they had to sift through everything and say, OK, that's ours. This is ours. And I am guess I heard today even more retailers are going to take a look at this stuff to see if they can uh, identify what's theirs. But, yeah, John, you know, Captain Roberts says that 
all these items ending up in these pop-up stores in L.A. are taken in different methods. Some of this is organized retail theft. Some is simple theft. And some is cargo theft. But nonetheless, he's saying it's uh, ending up a uh, pretty big issue. It all kind of finds its way back to the Westlake District. And uh, and it's something that we struggle with. We're up, um, we're up 500-plus shoplifts. Um, in Rampart Division over last year, and that's of the reported shoplifts. There's certainly more than that, much more than that, that the retailers don't report to us. So so the, you're talking about the Westlake District in L.A. has a lot of uh, these pop-ups. They're selling a lot of the goods out on the street. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he's well, saying I mean, that this I, is years ago, you know, KFI used to be in Koreatown. And every, even since then, occasionally when we drive down that, that route... You see endless tables of guys selling junk, and it goes on for blocks. There's a whole economy going on. There's racks of clothing that they're pushing around like it's the garment district. And I always wondered where all this stuff comes from. I guess it's from, uh, well, right now it's coming from the smash and grab robberies from the legitimate stores. Yeah, at least some of it. And one thing I want to touch on, John, is is what he just said there when he said certainly there's a lot more of this and retailers are not reporting all of this crime. That is key testimony today, John, that Republicans and law enforcement officials are delivering today. Uh, they are delivering testimony today to a commission that makes legislative uh, recommendations to the California legislature. And one of the things that this group is arguing is that Prop 47 is having a profound impact on crime and that studies suggesting it isn't are off because the numbers are off because retailers are not reporting the crime. Right. There's several reasons for that. And one of them is that they don't want to take on the insurance costs and not a whole lot's going to be done in their minds if they report it anyways. The three guys that they arrested at this site what are the charges going to be? Receiving stolen uh, property? Been hit with different theft charges. And now one thing that I did, and I want to talk about this too, John, is that I, I had asked investigators today, are they actually prosecuting these cases? When these end up in Gascon's office, are they actually being prosecuted? And I was told yes, that the attitude in L.A. County when it comes to retail, retail theft, well... Maybe a little bit ago, it was a little bit more loosey-goosey. Now things have really tightened up. So they've been hit with different retail theft charges. Uh, nonetheless, uh, prosecutors, I'm told, in L.A. County now um, are going after this. And they are dropping the hammer on these guys uh, trying to quell this. And that was, I know, a part of this organized retail crime task force. You know, prosecutors were brought in on this, and they vowed that they would take these seriously well i hope they give maximum sentences if there is such a thing anymore i, I was looking at, at the video that you mentioned from one of the tv stations that is a staggering amount of stuff i i mean that is just incredible boxes and boxes and boxes and it's not the items that you usually see, right? It's not like when I first saw the headline, I figured I was going to be seeing TVs, which you heard there were TVs and laptops mixed in there. But then you just start seeing these everyday grocery items. There were pallets of Monster Energy drinks. Yeah, cases, uh, the LAPD had posted photos of cases of soda. It looks like cases of Coke or something similar. Well, one thing that could get Sacramento's mind, you know, on quelling some of this uh, retail theft, especially as it pertains to Prop 47, is as I and it, it was made evident to me, I didn't even think about this, is that this is creating competition for retailers, right? Because yeah. these other stores are opening and they're not paying any taxes. Exactly. There's no sales tax there, on any of this there's stuff. There's so many crimes that, that go downstream from the original thefts. 
All right. Very good, Blake. Thanks. Thanks very much. Blake Trolley, KFI News, on the half million dollars, at least, of stolen items that they seized in the Rampart Division uh, in the Westlake District of Los Angeles. So, you know, they pass a law. It, 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 it's, it's so crazy what they're doing. They pass a law, anything under 950, uh, we're not going to enforce the law anymore, right? Just steal it. You can have it. Go ahead. We won't, we won't bother with you. So these guys start stealing compulsively. They fill up uh, warehouses and, and these fake pop-up stores with all this uh, merchandise and start selling it. And so you get whacked twice if you're a legal business owner. You get your stuff stolen. Then a new, a new pop-up opens up near you. They undercut you in price. They don't have to pay taxes. And then the stupid uh, lying dumbasses in government, including Gascon, will say, well, you know, crime's actually down. It really is misleading to say that crime. No, it's not down. Everybody's given up reporting this for the reasons Blake said. First of all, you don't want to deal with the insurance. It's going to cost you more and increase insurance premiums. You might as well just eat the loss. And, you know, you know the, the cops generally don't do anything. Now they were so embarrassed by this run of smash-and-grab robberies that were on television every night. Now, now they finally buckled and they're doing something. And, you know, Gascon is running for re-election. We're going to be getting into that story a lot coming up on the John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM640. The uh, moist line. We had a short week this week as we transition. So uh, you always have, you're always boiling with anger. You're always unhappy about something. You can use our moist line as therapy. Uh, the number, if you don't know, is 877-MOIST-86. 877-MOIST-86. That's 877-664-7886. 877-664-7886. The Moist Line. You contribute. You ought to call in now. Uh, you got a good chance of uh, getting on the air. Um, also, we got a new email address. Uh, we have, over the years, gotten a lot of stories through uh, listener tips because the media covers nothing. So uh, we have uh, much of our audience act as... Uh, uh, deputized reporters. So if you've got something, send it to John at KFIAM640.com. John at KFIAM640.com. Now, 2.30, uh, we're going to have Nathan Hockman on, who's running for L.A. County District Attorney. And I just want to preview a bit what we're going to be talking about. Um, there is polling, uh, and, and this looks to be a, a real poll done by Remington Research Group. They surveyed nearly 2,000 likely voters here in Los Angeles as uh, who they want as a district attorney. And what's really interesting, it's a big field, right? And uh, there's a lot of people undecided. But Gascon only gets 18% of the vote. Uh, Nathan Hockman gets 12%. Now, again, the, 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 the number of people voting against Gascon far exceed his supporters, but it's split up nine different ways. Hawk, Nathan Hockman's at 12%. John Hatami, 8%. Hockman, if you don't know, is a former federal prosecutor and assistant U.S. Attorney General. And he's the L.A. City Ethics Commission president. So he's a well-known name. Uh, he has run for other offices. 
so uh, he, he's got some name recognition. Um, so uh, Gascon 18, Hockman 12, John Hatami, uh, a deputy DA. We've had him on the show many times. 8%. Uh, and then uh, everybody else down the line, 6%, 3%, 1%. I won't go through all the names. Um, and then there's a, there's a large portion that's undecided. So Remington just took those results and said, okay, if Gascon and Hockman would be the top two picks in the March primary runoff, how would a general election go? Hockman won 56 to 18. What's funny is that there was no difference in Gascon's support between the primary and the general election. Gascon doesn't win over the supporters of anybody else running when it goes to round two of voting. Now, because there are a lot of people undecided and because nobody is significantly in the lead, I don't want to suggest that Hockman has this uh, locked up because any of these other candidates uh, could end up. I mean, the camp, the public campaign really hasn't gotten going. It's going to it's going to it's going to start probably after New Year's Day. And you're going to see and hear a lot of commercials, radio and television commercials on this. And there'll be more press coverage and whatnot. But at the moment, um, Nathan Hockman's in a good position. Uh, second to Gascon. And would beat him by almost 40 points in a general election. Because you assume that most of the opponents are going to coalesce around Hockman or Atami or whoever gets that number two position. If they if they do get now if some of these other candidates you know dropped out, it's almost like running against Trump. If there was only if there was only one person running against Trump, it might be a much more uh, interesting race uh, from that standpoint. And if there was only one person or two people running against Gascon, but to have nine of them, it's split up. Uh, the good news is there's no way Gascon's getting to fifty one percent, so there's no way he would win outright in March. And it looks like it would be very difficult for him to win outright in November since Hockman beats him 56 to 18 right now. 26% said they were undecided. Even if he got all of the undecided votes, Gascon would still lose by double digits. So this, this is great news for the future of Los Angeles County. Maybe I, 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 have, I have sensed because of a number of stories that, that woke has peaked. And I think all this uh, permissive nonsense when it comes to not arresting, not prosecuting, not jailing or imprisoning bad guys. I think that whole philosophy has finally peaked as well. That, and and, and the, the big pushback is to dump Gascon. And that's going to be a big part of our show in the coming year. In fact, what I want to do between the, uh, you know, we'll be back from uh, holiday break, January second. Between January second and uh, the March election, I want to I want to get every single district attorney candidate on the air for a one-on-one -on -one interview. We're going to arrange all that. They don't disagree very much, as you you would imagine, but at least you'll get to hear about their experience. You get a sense of their personalities, a sense of their priorities. A sense, you know, whether you like them or not. So that's that's a promise from here that we're going to present all of the uh, district attorney candidates, as, assuming they want to come on, and I know most of them will. All right, so that that's ahead for uh, 2024. Uh, and finally, we're going to have Nathan Hockman on at 2:30 to talk about this.
Now, after Deborah's news at 2, Liz Landers, ABC News correspondent, this is another big story. It's, it's a Washington, D.C. story. Uh, it's, it's over the border. The Republicans in Congress are demanding that uh, the border policy be changed, and the Biden administration is very reluctantly agreeing to it. And they're, 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 they've had extensive negotiations because the Republicans are hold up, holding up uh, funding of the Ukrainian war and the Israeli war. And Biden wants to get that money uh, off to those countries immediately. So the Republicans have leverage if they stick together. Liz Landers is going to tell us what the latest is on those negotiations uh, from ABC News. Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you catch season three of This Is Digital? Season three of This Is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including digital lessons from the EV revolution and the chief digital officer's role in disruption and culture, featuring guests like Ekta Chopra of Elf Beauty and Tyson Jomini of JD Power. Do you have a digital mindset? Find out by checking out the latest and greatest on season three of This Is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.